Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, May 25th, on Hypnotizing Chickens. Today's scripture reading, Galatians chapter 3, verse 1, from Mike's Amplified Version. Oh, pale-skinned wonders, a.k.a. Galatians, have you lost your flipping minds? Or has someone hexed you, imperial, placing you under their fiendish sway? Right before your eyes, writ large, we place the indelible image of the world-changing reality of Jesus, Messiah, crucified. This is God's word. Okay, I can bear witness to the fact that Mike, of Mike's Amplified Version, really doesn't intend to be flippant or euphemistically crude when he renders Paul's opening salvo, and it is indeed an opening salvo of page 3. Oh, pale-skinned wonders, a.k.a. Galatians, have you lost your flipping minds? There should perhaps be an exclamation point inserted here, or two, perhaps with another question mark thrown in, for the simple reason that Paul is just a tad hot and a bit edgy in his words. If it's a rule in public speaking that you never insult your audience, well, Paul is fragrantly breaking that rule for the simple reason that everything rides on this moment, and thus it's no time for niceties. Oh, foolish Galatians, isn't uttered with good humor like, oh, foolish Galatians, and a slap on the back. It's more like a verbal slap to the face. Good thing it's not a public speech. It's just a letter. Uh, But then it's a letter that will be read publicly over and over and over again in one gathered community of Jesus people after another among these pale-skinned wonders. So, never mind. Forget the rules. Yes, indeed, you pale-skinned wonders, would you all please forget the rules being foisted on you as revised terms of membership in this whole Jesus endeavor? Idiots! I opt for the are you out of your flipping minds first to just add a touch of edginess without breaking the bounds of decorum, because these are devotions after all. And second, for the simple reason that if any adjective fittingly describes their collective mind, it would be the word flipping. Just look at how quickly they flipped in their estimate of Paul when he first showed in their midst, according to Luke, moving overnight practically from acclaiming him as a god come down to earth in human form to dragging him outside the city gates and stoning him to death practically for being a villainous troublemaker. Flipping, indeed. And now they flip from Christ and faith to cutting and foreskins. Why, it's almost like they've been bewitched, as if someone had twitched her nose and conjured them into trans-like compliance with their every whim. Yes, now pick up that scalpel, stretch out that skin, and cut. In Harry Potter speak, this is the spell Imperium, which in that fictitious world, for we are muggles after all, was one of three unforgivable curses, which when cast successfully, placed the victim completely under the caster's control, though a person with exceptional strength of will could resist it. 
or to jump film genres at light speed to the Star Wars universe, it's much like Obi-Wan Kenobi at Mos Eisley, motioning with his hand to the Imperial Stormtroopers, these are not the droids you're looking for. How else to account for their seemingly hypnotized compliance with stupidity? Which reminds me of how Gordon McKenzie, in his book Orbiting the Giant Hairball, A Corporate Fool's Guide to Surviving with Grace, tells the story about his dad as a boy in 1904, visiting his cousin in the upper reaches of Canada. One Sunday morning, the two young boys seeking release from church-going duties feigned stomach aches, mother and father buying it, or at least choosing not to force the issue, as they mount the carriage and ride off to church. The two boys then look at each other, wondering what mischief might they conjure up on this Sabbath from the Sabbath. The cousin asks, Do you know how to mesmerize a chicken? Mesmerize a chicken? What do you mean? Follow me, he said. He found a piece of chalk and then drew a long line across the width of the expansive porch and then ran to fetch a hen from the chicken coop. Running back to the porch, he then put the hen right before the line, then bent her beak down to the line, holding her there for a few moments. And then he released her. And there she remained, beak to the ground, on the line, compliant and unmoving. Let's get another one. And they did. And another. And another. And another. Until there was a line of 70 chickens all in glorious, hypnotized compliance, beaks to the line, feathered bottoms to the air. And then they hear it, the sound not of one, but two carriages rounding the bend to the house. Mother and father rein up in the carriage, followed by the new right reverend who had been invited for lunch. Forgetting himself, the young cousin runs out to his parents and asks them to behold the spectacle of 70 hypnotized chickens. Looking over his shoulder at the right reverend, father is not amused. He angrily stomps up to the porch, booting each of the chickens off the line, back into consciousness until the air is filled with feathers and squawking. The right reverend, quickly doing an about-face as he hightailed it away, never to be seen there again. Yeah, it's like that. You pale-skinned wonders are like a line of chickens, beaks to the ground, hypnotized, mesmerized, having lost their flipping minds, as Paul now boots them one after another after another off the line, back into consciousness. Welcome to page three of Paul's letter to the Galatians. So read the whole thing again, all of page 3 of Galatians, which would be chapter 3, verses 1 through 29, for those of you who insist on seeing this as a textbook, although I would boot you off that line if I could. Perhaps read it again from yet another translation that you haven't read before. See what you see. Then pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. When have you found yourself hypnotized, beat down on someone's line, mesmerized into compliance. What booted you off the line? Or are you still there, bottom to the air? Lord, you've called us to be sheep who respond to the voice of one shepherd, 
Not chickens, mesmerized, hypnotized, beaked down on another's drawn line. Boot us off the line and right off the porch of compliance with another voice that would take us from the good road you've called us to travel with you. Through your spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.